Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that is usually a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles, but today we don't have a full episode, we're still waiting for season two to start, which should be starting in February. Instead, today we're going to talk about how to make a room, what it means to make a game that is a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. So I'm here, and I know nothing about how to do this, because as we all know, this is all Danny's creation. It's all Danny's imagination and Danny's planning. So we're going to talk to Danny. She's going to tell us what she does when she makes a room, how she makes them, why she's so talented. Uh, and I'm going to give it a go. Mostly it's going to be me trying to piece one together with Danny's instruction. Of course, listen along. Maybe some of you will make them yourselves, which would be great. If you do listen to this and think you want to have a go at making them, send it to us. We're, we'd be really interested in seeing what you've made. But as you know, we're not opposed to having guest hosts. So if you ever want to run a room for us, we could totally do that. Yeah. Or if you make one and send it to us and we can run it. We can steal all the credit. We can steal all the credit. But we'll get back to that at the end. So, Danny, hi, how are you? Can't complain yet. To start with, before I get into trying to make one, what is the general sort of process of making a room? We've talked about this a little bit before in, in an interview that we did. Presumably. Yeah, and whenever someone... I've had a couple of messages from people online asking me this sort of thing, and I'm always happy to write far too long rambling <laughs> messages about it. And I in no way think that my way is the ultimate process. It can vary a little bit. So these are my general rules for it, but I won't say that they're hard and fast what I do every time. Sure, sure. So so generally, how how long do you spend making a room? Ooh... That's really a laziness question, <laughs> One day to come up with all of the rough notes and things, and then maybe two days to get it all typed up and all of the finicky little extra details, like the exact wording of the introductions and that sort of thing. So three days would be pretty solid. I could definitely do one in that. Okay, and that's like three full days of that's what you're doing kind of full time for that day. You're just doing puzzles and I wouldn't room. call it a full eight-hour day, but... It feels like three days worth of effort. Okay, wonderful. So when you're making the room, right, we'll, we'll ignore the, the cleaning of documents and all that stuff. Maybe we'll get to that at the end. So what is your first step when you want to make a room? First step is just thinking of what the location's going to be. Straight like up. The th- so, so if I write at the top of my page right now, pirate ship, exactly. it'll be a pirate That'll ship. That'll be the room. starting point. All right, here we go. Pirate ship. Done. And once you have the location... The reason that you pick a certain location is that you are essentially thinking, cool, there are interesting objects that could be there. Things that could tie together to each other in weird and messed up ways. This isn't a real physical escape room, so they don't have to make a huge amount of sense. But just, you want the objects to be interesting. Kind of thematic and fun. You would want to interact with them. Exactly. Not like boxes. With locks on them. Exactly. I'm a little bit surprised by how many people are still very enthusiastic about the first episode that we put together, which is just a bathroom. Because for that episode, I was less focused on a cool location and more a believable location. Somewhere that had a reason that you would be locked in. Mm. Nowadays, I feel that's the more arbitrary (laughs) thing. We've maybe gone a bit... You can get locked into anything. Okay. So, but that is your first point of call. You go to thematic objects before puzzles. Absolutely. You do the puzzles later. Puzzles are basically the last. Okay, so underneath my pirate ship uh, title, and I've drawn a pirate ship next to it. Okay. Quite good. Do you like my tiny pirate ship? That's pretty tiny. We're going to have to work with a bit more here. It's not really uh, noticeably a pirate ship. It's more just a, a ship. It's That's a little okay. baby boat. 
So what are some things that you might interact with on a pirate ship? Like I'm thinking like a cannon. Well, might have something in it, might fire, whatever. Cannons are cool. Lovely. So yeah, the next step is I draw a rectangle. Oh, you put them in before you just make a... So I want to make a list first. Uh, I don't list, I draw. Okay, let's draw. Because it makes me have to fill out the space as well. All right, so I'm going to draw myself a rectangle. What do you call a pirate ship a rectangle? Depends on how much you want to include. Am I on the... Yeah, I need to kind of think where I am. Am I on the on the poop deck of the ship or am I in the brig? How much of it do you want to include? That's entirely up to you. You know what I'm going to include? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have classic pirate ship layout, right? There's this open section, which is the front half of my rectangle. And then the back half of my rectangle is, you know how in pirate ships, you've got the stairs that go up to the the uh, the wheel. Yep. I wish I knew pirate ship terms. And there's a captain's quarters underneath that yes. with like with like the purpley satiny kind of curtains on the windows and, and like a skull above the wooden door with a big gold handle that you open up and Dustin Hoffman's in there and he's <laughs> and he's dancing around. That's that's what we need. Alright, perfect. So that's gonna be here. So the lower half of my room is the captain's quarters and it's enclosed and you'll probably start there because it's fairly locked up. Okay. And then the rest is the the deck. Yeah, the deck. and then you get to think of what sorts of objects are going to be there. Now, anywhere between 10 and 20 things should just be around. It doesn't matter really what they are at this stage, but you should find maybe like a dozen or so things that should definitely be there that it wouldn't make sense to not have. Yeah, like, of course. Obviously, like I don't need to reach for these things. They're obvious thematic choices. Exactly. Like a mast. Cool. You're so going to have a mast. Middle of the deck, I'm going to put a mast with rigging. So um, what, it, I'm going to put a number in mine and then I'm going to write underneath like one to one. Is that I, what you usually do? I used to do it by numbers. Now I alphabetize them afterwards. Okay. Well, right now I'm but, going to do it by numbers. I could yep. resort that into alphabetized mm. if I was making it like a finished product. Yeah. Unimportant. Whatever organizational method works best for you. Now, the tough thing about having these things that need to be there is that because they need to be there, you need to use them in some way. Again, with the first episode, I had a bit of trouble with this because there was Mm. one object in the room that never got used. Oh, what was this? That was a toilet. You're right. The toilet had no function, did it? But it it? had to be there because you can't have a bathroom without the toilet. Yeah, And that was stupid of me. Like people kept saying, oh, I'm going to flush the toilet. I'm going to look inside the toilet. I'm going to lift up the cistern. Lift up the cistern? Look in the cistern? Yeah, open up the cistern. And nothing was there and I hadn't planned for that and that was dumb of me. Okay. So what I'm going to do now, so I'm going to... Also, if you'd like to see, I've doubled up because you can get on top of the captain's quarters. Yeah. So I've done okay. another box just to the left of that, so this rough is... size with stairs leading up. Yep, this is essentially three rectangles. It's essentially three rectangles. I'm oh, going wait. crazy to start with. Um, <laughs> I will take a photo of this when it's done and I'll... Um, Tweet it, maybe attach it to the episode as well so people can see what my final product was. Sounds good. So I better keep it looking good. Um, Vaguely interpretable. So I've got my mask. At the moment, it kind of looks like your stairs are a sun. Are you mean to my stairs? They're beautiful. I'll put a banister. <laughs> All you need is labels. It's like maths. You can't trust the diagrams. You've just got to believe the numbers they tell you. Better? That looks like an angry spider. Yeah, it's a <laughs> bit spider crab monster. <laughs> Lovely. Um... Maybe there's a spider crab monster. May- Ooh, sea monster. No, I, um, so I'm going to put sound. So I've got to put a wheel on top of the captain's quarters. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's yep. my second thing on my list. I've got my wheel. I've got my mast. Uh, I can put some cannons. Now you'd have multiple cannons on the deck. We don't need. Oh, you could do a, some kind of puzzle with like four cannons. 
Yeah. It's, so I'm going to put don't four. Don't think ca- too hard. I'm not going to think too about, hard about puzzles, but I need to arbitrarily choose, right? Yeah, absolutely. I have lots of times chosen a few things and then changed it to just one or had one thing and then changed it to multiple. I can't remember what the final product ended up being, but in the fairy tale room, there were sconces on the walls. Ooh. I believe oh, right. I started out with four and then may have cut it down to one in eventually, or maybe vice versa, depending on what was needed. But I don't think four of them were actually needed, so I may have cut them. All right. So I've got some cannons. I'm thinking like a plank could be fun. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's very piratey, right? You have a plank. Totally. So I'm going to do a big plank coming out the right side of my ship, mm-hmm. which I'm going to label four. This is the fourth thing I've got. Yep. I labeled all of the cannons three, by the way. Yep. And what you can also start thinking about in the next stage, mm. some of those things like a plank or even some cannons, they may not be there all the time where you've they got might, them like, drawn. They might appear later. They might or be move. hidden. And yeah, stuff that's like true. That. Like we had in episode nine, the Victorian one, mm. where the statue at some point moved across the room into yeah. different places. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, spoilers if you haven't listened to episode <laughs> nine, a, a, a statue gets moved or moves itself. You don't know. Ooh. <sighs> Is it a haunted statue? Who knows? Listen to find out. Okay, so uh, other things that I might want. So you're thinking, how many how many objects generally did you say? 10 to 20? Yeah, uh, usually 10 would be a very low side. I would say maybe 15 is my standard. Okay, so you'd so that about 15, 10's low, 20 is maybe a little bit 10 high. 10 would be alarmingly low. 20 wouldn't surprise me, but it would worry that I was getting a bit convoluted. Okay, okay. I can get some more stuff in the captain's quarters. I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. So I'll just draw some nice windows, sort of kind of double windows looking out, like portholes, but it's fancy, kind of fancy. I hope people understand the way I draw windows like this. Like I'm implying Like they, there are sharks coming out of them? No, it's, well, yeah, it's not like there are sharks coming out like of them. Like they're mini opera houses? No, it's not like, it's like architecturally, like they open outwards. Is that how ship windows open work a- at all? They, no, not normal, but Captain's one. He's got like little two, little Venetian, not Venetians, but you know, he's got windows that open up. He's happy. He's rich. He's a captain. All right. Well, what does he need in his quarters? A bed. Seems fair. I'm going to put this arbitrarily in this corner over here. Yeah. Anything can move at any stage. I'm going to draw some covers and a little pillow. Okay. I don't normally. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm embracing. Yeah. My, this is your first one. So far, fair enough. Talents. You can go into detail. All right, I have a bed. Nowadays for a bed, I will just draw a rectangle. Well, i got a bed. It's got covers and a pillow. Maybe I'm... four little <laughs> circles to represent bedposts. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. And then I'm going to, like, shade it like there's a canopy on top. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Never mind, I didn't do that. i got a bed. Then uh, with some light staining. Some light staining. What else do I need? I need uh, a table. Like, a table to do is with a knife on the middle of the table and some gold coins because he's a pirate. All right, treasure table. Treasure table. Oh, his, oh. his work table, basically. Yeah. Oh, I made it round. Round feels inappropriate, but I've done it now. Well, that can be his food table, if he could be bothered with a food table. Again, having a work table and a food table it's makes a- sense, but that's borderline. I wouldn't say you absolutely have to have those. People wouldn't question the no. fact that there's only one table. No one's going to be like, well, he eats on his treasure table. I just can't believe mm. this. I, I'm out of this show. Yeah. All right, so I've got and a table point, and... Um, you could have the two tables, except you might think that's a bit repetitive. You might not know what to do with two tables. So six will be my table, or my treasure table. Now, what do you think of this, where surely in the description of the treasure table, it would have additional objects that are on the treasure table. Mm-hmm. A knife stabbed into a map. 
and some gold coins. I would count those those extra objects. objects. So should should I make them like six A, six B? I would normally make them just seven seven, eight eight, nine. nine. Fine. I'll write on the table seven, eight, and nine because I've got three objects in my head, Mm -hmm. which are seven is a. Ooh, I've started writing the word dagger instead of knife, but I'm going to change it because I've only done the left side of a D. I can turn that into a K. It's the magic of writing. Knife. I did Solid my... Solid content. <laughs> I've got a knife. Uh, I have a map in brackets. Treasure. Maybe that could be like one of those fun alternate goals to also like the, like decoding we'll the map. get to goals. Yeah, decoding the map isn't like a way out, but it's an extra goal because you can go get treasure or something. I don't know. Maybe not. And then nine will be... What was the third thing I said? Some gold coins. Uh, also, he needs a big fancy chair okay. at that table. I don't know necessarily if it has much to do, but you need a big chair. Yeah, that tends to be the hardest part that I find with tables, because tables only make sense with chairs, and then you have a chair that you have to do something with, and there's only so much you can. That's a weird chair, but I did it. I did it. <laughs> Therefore, what I think is something that I'm more inclined towards is making chairs almost starting points, uh, just to give you something to explore. A chair is a good rummaging thing. It is. Um, I did write it down as a chain, so I may get confused, because I didn't know how to write the letter R, Mm. and I turned it into an M. Mm. But I vaguely fixed it. So he has a cool chair. He probably doesn't need extra chairs. We've got one chair. It's his fancy captain's chair. His guests can see. What else does a captain have? Does he have, like, a booty chest? A booty chest. Okay. A chest full of booty, uh, which I'm going to put over here on the top left of the captain's quarters. Mm-hmm. It's big, and it's sort of r- rounded at the top. I love it. I have to now fill out the entire thing because I didn't draw it correctly when I started. <laughs> That's his booty chest. Okay. I kind of ruined it, but, you know, I believe myself. Just stick a number next to it and we'll know what it is. Yep, uh, it is number 11. Now, I feel like you're starting to get to the point where, at least in these captain's quarters, you're struggling a bit to think of things that have to be there. Yes, that is true. So maybe now I think of things I want to be there. You can start doing that. You could either move to one of the other sections and think of necessities, or you can start thinking of fun little extra bits that might be there. Well, one other thing I wanted in the captain's quarters, not to uh, kind of steal your whole thunder by mixing your witch's room and your toy store... Mm. I'm going to have a parrot on, like, a b- big wooden bird stand. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, so he's going to sit here on a big wooden bird stand with a... Oh, let me draw a tiny, tiny parrot. Here I go. Oh, that is such a tiny parrot. It's have you seen this great... Like... No, that is a classic tiny parrot. It's got its wings out. It does, as parrots occasionally do. They always do. They're birds. And that will be number 12, which I will write down in my notes as a photorealistic parrot. That's right. It's in writing. Um, Okay, now let's move on. I haven't done anything in the upper area. That's a good idea, because what I would start to worry about with this, you said that you'd probably want to start in the captain's quarters, which makes sense, because that's the only... Thematic place to start. Well, it's the indoor place out of your three areas so far. And just based on the fact, when you have multiple rooms, in inverted commas, rooms, in these, often what you want is to have one main room and then a couple of peripherals. Mm. But in this case, what you've got is one enclosed room and then you would 
get yourself outdoors to what feels like a much bigger, expansive place. Yes. So you don't want to trap them into to doing do. too much in the small place and then too little to do That's in the big true. place. Well, one so, of the yeah. things I want uh, is up near the up near the wheel, the helm. The helm is the word I wanted for this wheel. Is that the name of the wheel? I thought that was just the area. It's like where you pilot from. So the helm of the ship. Um, the classic thing that's up there as well are like a big pile of barrels and ropes and, you know. Sure. One with like a big, says rum on it and big letters. The other one says spices on it and big letters. That okay. kind of stuff, you know, barrels and boxes. So what I'm going to have is in my bottom right corner, it's going to be... Uh, barrels, cargo barrels. Oh, one of them can have gunpowder. Oh, and then you use it to fire a cannon. All right, some barrels. Uh, what, this is number 13. 13 is barrels and maybe rope, a big pile of rope. Okay. Again, not sure what I'm going to do with rope. That's all right. If you can't come up with anything, you can always scrap it. I have scrapped a couple of things from my latest room because... I had a lot of objects, more than I usually would have in a room, and honestly, there were two or three things that I thought were kind of useless. Ooh, useless. Yeah, like I had a pattern on the floor that I thought could have done something, and then when I had too many things, I went, we can just have floor. Floor is fine. (laughs) Sure. So I'm now sitting at 14 items. To recap for everybody, I've got the mast, the helm wheel thing, to steer the ship, cannons, a plank, the pirate's bed, his table, a knife, a map, gold coins, his chair. Uh, there's a booty chest, which looks like I've said body chest because I can't <laughs> write very well. Uh, a photorealistic drawing of a parrot that is actually in the room a real parrot. I should probably correct that in my notes at some point. Then some barrels and a pile of rope. All right. I feel like 14 is low, and I also want a few other things up on the outer deck area. Yeah, your main deck is looking a little it's bit, bit sparse. It's sparse, right? It's only got three things. So I th- I'm thinking maybe two more things on the main deck, and then one more thing on the upper deck, and that brings me to, what, 17 items? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. Yeah. So now I'm trying to, like, bring in items for the sake of, of, of numbers. So what do I do? What do I bring in? Well, this can be where you either make things a little bit more sensible but out there, or you just get kind of weird and you start trying to think of odd, quirky character things that might exist. But my one thing that I would bring as a suggestion for a pirate ship one is something that you could never really do on a pirate ship-themed real room. Ocean. Ooh, like interacting with the ocean. Yeah. And the sea monster who lives inside. Well, in which case you could then do things like fishing equipment or an anchor or a bucket for water. That yes. sort of thing can help you with other stuff that you Yes, no, want. you're right. Yeah, something to, to pull things out of the ocean. So next to, next to the mast, which is often a place where things are piled up, I will put, uh, a, again, like a little glompus shape, a meaningless glompus shape, mm-hmm. which will be number 15. And that will be fishing supplies. Okay. Oh, I want one more thing down here. How about a... Ooh, you've got an no idea? No, the, I was going to say a crow's nest to go up to, but that was, mm-hmm. well, that's what the mast will be, right? Could like, be. Up to you. And le- le- if you can think of something to do with the physical mast itself, cool. A telescope, which will be in the crow's nest. Fair enough. 
Right, so... My suggestion was going to be a brig that you can't enter but that you could reach into. Oh, that's good. I'm going to do that too. (laughs) In fact, actually, because of where I've written the number 16, I'm going to make that the brig. So one of those, like, classic metal grates Mm. where where the people's hands come up and go... Now, for people, if you're having trouble coming up with objects, either that have to be there or that you want to be there, I'm a Google image searcher. You just find various pictures of pirate ships in this case and draw inspiration from them. So maybe I I will have a telescope, but the telescope will be up near the wheel. Someone is like standing next to him like, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, it does. Doesn't not make sense. People can store their telescopes anywhere. So it'll be sitting on the barrels just because I wanted it sitting somewhere. Okay. And that will be number 17, which will be a telescope. From my personal rooms, if you're ever playing through them, if ever I want an object to be sitting somewhere, because it feels like it's an object that has to sit on something, but I don't want the thing it's sitting on to be an interactable object, I call it a pedestal. <laughs> Things are sitting on a pedestal. It means they are important. The pedestal itself is not. Like um, room three. Where there was the glove sitting on the pedestal. Yes, or in room five, where there was a cuckoo clock on a pedestal. Yes. Or in season two, room one, where there is also something on a pedestal. (laughs) Let's think of all the pedestals so far. (laughs) Um, All right, lovely. Well, I now have a room drawn up right in front of me. It has 17 objects, three rectangles kind of slumped together. I'm going to finish writing the word quarters next to the captain's quarters. There's also one other thing that you could include as an object if you wanted to. What Actually, were you two. Well, one, the stairs could just be stairs or they could be a thing themselves. Maybe there's something hidden under oh, the stairs or, or like a one of the one of the like one of the steps does something weird. Yeah, it could be. You don't have to do that. It's perfectly fine to have them just be stairs. But the other thing, the door itself that you've got between the captain's quarters and the oh, outside. Oh, yes, of course. It needs like a lock or something. Yeah, right now so it's just it is door. currently an interactable object. Okay, so I'm going to put 18, finally getting to the door. Um, 18 will be door. And I won't do the stairs purely because that gets me to the bottom of the page. Perfect. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get this room completely finished in this episode. It would go for hours and hours while you slowly teach me how to line stuff up but maybe we should do some examples of how to line these objects up into puzzles yep no problem and how that would work but first of all my next step ideally as well would be to have a description of each of these objects actually that's one of the later things i oh, really? do yeah i find that tends to be an i've got the picture in my head it's just a matter of making sure that the exact necessary words i suppose get that's down. true the descriptions Will be based uh, tailored on what by you, the puzzles. Exactly. You have to know what puzzles are going to be involved so you know exactly what needs to be described and how to subtly, not too obviously, but not too secretively describe what the players should be looking for. Sure. My next step, forget all of the objects specifically so far. This is when I go into the story. Okay. Why, why you are, are you here? here? What all is right. your goal? And I generally try to have two goals. One of them inverted commas, escape, so just complete the room, have gotten everything solved, and then a secondary motivation of some kind. They will, puzzle-wise and object-wise, interact with each other, so both of them have to be done, ideally. But, yeah, this is a point of thinking. Ooh, I've got a sudden, like, flash of, of how you would escape from this ship. Okay. The setting is 
you have been kidnapped by evil captain uh deadbeard deadbeard the captain whose beard is just oh, hideous he's kidnapped you however the authorities have been alerted to this there is a british naval ship following at a certain distance firing on on this ship as you go oh. the entire time this room is happening oh my your goal is to get from the ship down into a uh, escape raft that is currently tied to your ship. You can't jump in because it's shark-infested waters, <laughs> right? So you need to do something about that, which also means you have to, like, signal to the ship following you that you are not a pirate coming at them in this rowboat so they won't blow you up. So that, like, might use something on the crow's nest or the telescope to be able to, like, signal to them some message before you go. Because if you leave early, they'll fire on you and sink your little ship. Okay. I just think that's a fun type of solution. It could be, like, having different mm, things that you need to do before getting off. That's mm. perfect. Especially fine. because it is open, you know? It's yeah, an open ship. absolutely. The only things about that is, well, now we've got to include life raft. Oh, I know. Now I need to add life raft. But I like that. Yeah, I think okay. it's fun. So I'm going to... Uh, do you have a different idea, a better idea of how you would escape from a ship? Well, it depends on exactly what escape means. Does escape mean that you absolutely have to get out? I know that's the standard escape thing, but as you've seen over the last few rooms that I've done, that's not necessarily what I care about as an end goal mm. always. Like for the assassination one, you could just walk out whenever you wanted but you would lose if that happened. So there could be lots of other things that you need to do. You might have to kill the pirate king. You might just have to send up a signal so that a ship ages behind you can locate you to free you, that sort of thing. It doesn't have mm. to be an actual jump out. It could be, and that's totally fine. Maybe if you want to forget the additional object of a lifeboat, shark-infested waters and all that, you do just have to jump into the water. So getting rid of the sharks yes, is a priority. maybe. And that would make more sense. Sharks thematically would make more sense if you were near a coast because that's where sharks like to hang out often. Um, yeah, it could be that you're near the island. You just have to get escape and get to the island that the ship is off the coast of. And the alternate goal is to find out from the captain's quarters and map and other stuff, like hints around the ship, where the buried treasure is on the <laughs> island because you also want that. It could be, in which case... Try not to make the secondary goal too just greed-based, because while it's fun, some people won't be as tempted by that. So what you can do... In and that, your sister's tied up in the treasure chest. So you can either make it something a bit more imperative, like a tied-up sister, or you can just set up in the introduction the whole point of your character being here was that they That's were a treasure true, hunter. That's true, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, when Pat and I played the Stop the Assassinate Assassination quest... We couldn't, based on our characters, exactly. just say, no, I don't want to, and leave. Exactly. Okay, cool. So your character, and that gives me and that gives me an explanation for why the character is here. Yeah. You were searching for treasure. Captain Deadbeard, he was like, don't you search for my treasure. I don't like that. Tied you up. Put you in his... Are these Jersey pirates? <laughs> I don't like that. Put you in his ship. New York pirates? Hey, I don't like that. I'm pirating here. Hey. Um... Ties you up, puts you in his ship. You need to escape. Also find out where the treasure is because you are treasure hunter extraordinaire Dirk C. 
Seaman. <laughs> that doesn't work. Well then. <laughs> no, better name. Um, no, I need a name. I need a name. You are pirate hunter. Ex- you are treasure hunter extraordinaire. See, this is where I like the aspect that I pick, which is make them pick their own names when they're playing and being recorded. So the yes. spotlight is really on them. The pressure oh, is good. on. All right. They have you to come don't up have with their own worry. name, uh, which you're, you would be playing this room. Danny, what's the name of your character? I gotcha. Uh, I like Dirk Stentley. Dirk Stentley. Terrible. Now we have to pay Netflix. Um, <laughs> Twybrush Stentley. Twybrush Stentley. Good. Now, there's actually one other thing that is a potential plot hole almost that we've got to deal with. Mm, what? Where are the pirates? That is true. The pirates are drunk on rum. Sli- oh, now we're going to add pirates to the si- Um, No, where would the pirates be? If you are near a coast, perhaps they're off pillaging. Yes, or pirates are all captured. The authorities came around, caught all the pirates, left. You were tied up. They didn't find you. And now you have to get off the ship. No, that makes no sense. Because I feel like you would just get off the ship. It's a bit harder to explain away. The pirates are off pillaging. And they will come back in X number of minutes. So you better get out in time. And then there's a sense of urgency. Okay. Done. Let me write a little paragraph for this. And that's why you can't take any of their little rowboats and you have to jump straight into the water because they've taken them. They've off. taken the rowboats because they're off pillaging. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. It's good to leave it at that instead of ending up with, yeah, the pirates are all around, but they're passed out or something because people are going to want to check their pockets and each pirate becomes an interactable object then. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's a bit of a headache. That's why I've only included NPCs really once because they're a hassle. I feel like this might be a bad idea in terms of showing to me exactly how little I get done in three days if we can do all this in an hour. We're not going to actually do it in an hour. We're going to do like the thematic setup. We cannot do the puzzles. I have no idea how to do the puzzles. At the very least, my day one of work is going to get done in an hour. (laughs) That said, this is minusing the time I spend looking at pictures of pirate ships and Googling weird things you might expect to see on a pirate ship. Number eight will shock you. (laughs) Uh, my last sentence i got a little bit bored of writing uh and there is a classic uh bill random capitalization in there which shouldn't be there on the word pillage (laughs) but i've just written a little quick little uh description you are famed treasure hunter insert name locked in the quarters of dreaded pirate insert name After tying you up, the crew leaves to pillage the coast. You must escape to the island through shark-infested waters. Also, work out where the treasure is buried. (laughs) Perfect. So that's our setting, our kind of general conceit of the room, which I'll put in a box so we can all see it. In a box. Now, obviously, we don't need... Now we have to work out how things connect, what the puzzles are, what the solutions are. This feels like a lot of work, which I am not going to be very good at. We'll do, why don't we do one little sort of 
couple of item interaction now together. <laughs> oh, that's going to be difficult or based least, on my methods. Or at least the bare bones of it, just to give yeah, people a vague idea. No problem. What are your methods? What would you usually do? All right, so first of all, there are going to be some objects that you just have an instant instinct. You may not know what it connects to out of the other objects, but there's going to be something that you want to do with it. Like a cannon, you must fire. Something like that. Or sure. the gunpowder that is there. You're going to want to Put it set in. it on fire. Yeah, right. Gunpowder explodes. Did you add the ocean? To anything? No, I did not. You don't have ocean. to. That's fine. You're out of space. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, things like that. There are going to be a couple of things where you automatically know what you want done with them. So I would make little notes of those things. Honestly, I will get maybe three of my objects to have things <laughs> sure. I already know what I want. The parrot you, you have to eat. <laughs> um, the wheel you spin so fast that it turns into one of those old timey animation cylinders where like the uh, horse runs you just spin the wheel so quickly and then it gives you the clues the parrot is actually a good one can you think of how you might want to use a parrot well a parrot usually you would want to get it to try and repeat something that the pirate says mm-hmm. which will be the solution to a puzzle yeah meaning you've got a parrot that doesn't want to speak that you have to make speak. make speak by giving it a cracker maybe or something else. Maybe you'll find information somewhere else about things the parrot likes. That's true. Or the parrot could be saying something vaguely cryptic that you need to interpret, yeah. solve, and then he'll say something else like, ah, 2401, love that code. Ah, 2401, did it again, love that code. Ah. So what I do next... <laughs> it's not the sound of a parrot. So what I do next, and this is where you might need another page because sure. yours is getting quite full. I write all of the objects out in almost a grid formation, like three oh, like, by five. And then you like draw arrows between I them? I then draw a buttload of arrows between them. Okay, well... This would be extra tiny, let's but just doable. do the captain's quarters. Okay. Because we're going to deal... Let's deal with a puzzle in the captain's quarters. So I'm just going to redraw the captain's quarters here and do some arrows between them. All right, so, yep, just write out everything that's in the captain's quarters. I'm just going to do the numbers. Because I've already written what the numbers are, so yeah. I can save some space. Do whatever you want. So I'm going to go like... Your organization method. 18... 11, 12, 5, and then everything else is in this corner. Mm. 6, 7, 8. When I say I draw them out as a grid, I don't draw them out looking the way the room does, just minus the pictures. Oh. I just draw them out like a list, like 3 by 3 if there are 9 of them. Well, I didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I just draw them out into a rectangle. So what it should look like is this. Yes, that is more how I draw them out. But it's still so tiny. I don't know what you're going to do. This is freaking me out, man. So I'm going to label this one... Failure. Bill's idiocy. (laughs) And I'm going to not label this bottom one. All right. Okay, so you've got like this grid of your your items, Mm. so you can then link them all together. Yeah. Now, normally I would... You do this for every single object in my whole room, so I could link everything together. Since you're just doing the first segment of yours, do you want all of them to be related to getting you out of the captain's quarters, or do you want to have to go back into the captain's quarters to use something later? Let's say back in, because again, it allows us to make a simpler puzzle now, Mm -hmm. and also you probably would have people come back in. All right, so knock one or two things off the list. All right, we don't need the... We do need the bed... You probably don't need the treasure map right away. Yeah, treasure map is for alternate goal. So we don't need the treasure map, which was well, number eight, the yeah, map. More to the point, you're not going to be done with the treasure map in the early stages. Yeah. Um, 
The knife we're going to use later to like cut ropes and things. All right. And fishing wire, so we don't cool. need that. The chair that, is a chair. Yeah, that Rest could be enough fine. for... You could cut out more if you want, depending on how quickly you want to get out of the Let's get room. through this pretty quick, okay. just, just for the sake of this. So let's also cut out the treasure chest. Ooh. Don't need the treasure chest yet. Treasure chest helps later. It's full of rum. All right, this is going to be awfully quick. But okay. Easy. Awful be a very quick. quick That's version. what we need. That's what we want. This is just a taste. Because normally what I would do at this point, mm. I would start drawing arrows, but I would also come up with my starting points. So the object that kind start of begin chains. the whole chain. So like I said, with a chair, a chair is something very easily searchable and there's not much else you can do with a chair usually. So I would circle chair on my Okay, so I'll things. circle the chair, which was number 10. Yeah, so I would circle 10. So 10 is my beginning point. And then draw arrows based on that. Now, in because again, I would do this with my whole room, I would circle two or three things. Well, I wonder as well if something to circle would be the parrot. Circle the parrot because you don't need to interact with the parrot. The parrot can just suddenly yell something it at you. It could be. So that's a good starting point. Okay. Because it will just yell. Yeah, so sure. I've got a I've got a chair circled and I've got a parrot circled. Now the only problem is you've only got three things not circled. Four things. Four things. Four things. I've got golden coins, a bed, the door itself, mm. and the table. <laughs> That's not a good list of things. No, so you know the door is gonna be the end point. You don't have to use everything just once either. Some things will naturally work in more than one way. Sure. But again, for simplicity, let's only use everything once. So you know that you are starting at object 10 and object 12. You need to draw some arrows to end up at object 18. 18, which is the door. Now, you don't need to finish your chains because you know that some of this stuff is going to be related to the stuff outside as well. Yes, sure. So, like, Parrot might only connect to one thing in this room and then that thing might connect to stuff that's outside. Okay. Yeah, lovely. Or you can need both the Parrot and the chair to get out of this room. Let's say that that is true. Okay. So they're both going to culminate at 18. Maybe they could culminate at 18 or at a point before that. So just start drawing arrows and make sure 18 is where arrows end up and 18 doesn't start any arrows. Sure. Does it, do, you, do you just draw the arrows before you've even thought of the connections? I, a little bit. Really? You're just like, ah, that goes to this, that goes to this, whatever. I mean, I think about it a little bit as I'm drawing. Like I'm looking at yours and I'm just seeing number 10, the chair is circled. If I drew an arrow to number nine, what's number nine? Number nine is the golden coin. Yeah, that's okay. That might be helpful. I would normally try to connect things that are a little bit physically further away from each other. So maybe from the chair to... Ooh, you know what I'm going to do? Hmm? The bed connects to the coins. Okay. Because the bed will be slightly unstable. And if you look under the legs, they've been previously propped up with golden coins to balance out the bed. And they'll then, like, interact with the other golden coins to fill out the rest of a message. Okay. That's a thing that could happen. Done. So the bed links to gold coins. Because you find gold coins in the bed, which help you solve the gold coin puzzle. Okay. So I've drawn an arrow from five across to nine. Now the issue is you've made bed a starting point. You've got a third starting point now. No, something else will get you to the bed. Okay. Uh, so we need to go... We need to get... Because at the moment, your your only thing is looking at the bed helps you with this coin thing. So you need to make it so that just examining it isn't enough. That's true. Otherwise, okay. it's a starting point. You're right. Okay, that makes sense. So if it was just examining the bed, that would be a starting point. Yeah. So it's not going to be propped up by gold coins. 
Uh, or it could be propped up by some gold coins, but not enough. So you have to find other things or too many gold coins and you have need something else to narrow it down. Sure, sure. Okay. But to, for it not to be a starting point, then the important information for the puzzle won't really kind of make sense unless you have an earlier point yes. that makes sense of that. Somehow the chair is going to lead to the bed. That's what I've decided okay. right now. So the chair leads to the bed, which leads to the gold coins... Which could lead straight to the door somehow. Yeah. So the the gold coins snake through this gap and lead to the door. Mm-hmm. That's the chair puzzle arc finished. Okay. Meanwhile, the bird, the only thing it can now link, but it could double, it could link to something again, couldn't it? Yeah. So like the bird could go to coins, could go to the table. True. So what's this number that you haven't Six, used Six, which is a boring table. The table. Yes, that's pretty tough. Right, something something big should happen with the table. It's not just look at the table. We've got to have something cool. You know what you could do? You kept saying that you were tied up. Why not have the bird give some sort of hint about how to untie you, but whatever you're tied up with doesn't matter, or like you're handcuffed to a wall or something, and the whatever the bird is yelling can get you out of that. Yes. And then you have to use the handcuff the bird, on the table somehow. The bird, no, no, I say, I reckon there's something you need to do to the table that like um, like it's a secret puzzle te- like if you hit certain points on the table or press them it will let your manacle go but the bird is shouting instructions that are very cryptic Perfect. which makes sense because then you don't need to go to the bird yeah so the bird shouts instructions about how to interact with the table and that sort of just finishes there because that frees you yeah and i don't need anything more and even before that you could already be like dealing with the chair but because you don't have enough chain to get all the way to the bed mm. you cannot get out before you in which case which is cool to to fill out your arrows a bit i can more, make you the could, six to the five yeah you that could makes go sense. from the table to the bed because you couldn't reach the bed until you had solved the yeah chain of course, table puzzle so i need 10 and six and therefore 12 so i need the parrot to get to <laughs> interact with the table to get to the bed and I also need the chair to tell me something about the bed, which lets me interact with the gold coins, which gives me the secret to get out of the door. Perfect. And so at that point, we would start designing actual puzzles. We'd come up with... Whoa, whoa. You might be getting ahead of yourself there. Oh, wait, am I getting ahead of myself there? See, my thought is, assuming I had done these chains for everything, assuming now I had done the full list of all items in the entire room i'd link them all up to each other everything had at least one connection maybe a two or three connections in some cool way mm-hmm. then i would come up with sort of what those connections puzzle wise are yes now the tough part is coming up with situational versus puzzly puzzle yeah so sort of like interacting with the chair to do a thing might be a situational puzzle that's pretty reasonable but then certain things might reveal, like the coins, for example, will probably have a puzzle puzzle. There'll be some, mm-hmm. the the the, na- the words around the edges of the coin will be anagrams of the names of different parts of a shark's anatomy, blah, blah, blah. Some actual puzzle puzzle, which I might leave till last. Like I exactly. could say, then you get the coins, which gives you coin puzzle. And then my last step might be to design an actual puzzle based around yeah, what you find on a Yeah, I will usually coin. say number puzzle, word puzzle, picture puzzle, code puzzle, Morse code okay. puzzle. And so there's so you get these nice different sort of flavours of puzzle. They're easy puzzles mm-hmm. that are, or not easy, but the less like I'm going to do a puzzle kind of puzzles and the I'm going to sit and do a cryptic crossword kind of puzzles. Mm. 
which I can use, which those, those latter type I can leave till the end. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the things that I tend to leave till quite late. They can be tricky as well, because then you've got a bunch of puzzles, which you have to include a couple of them generally, because that's what people like escape rooms for. They're puzzle people. And everyone likes everything to be nice and thematic as well. So it's fine to just have thematic one object to the other things. Making the puzzly puzzles still feel thematic while definitely being solid, normal puzzles. Is a fine It's tricky. Balance. Which is why I tend to only have three, maybe, puzzly puzzles per room at a max. Which also sort of fits. You don't want too much. I mean, this is the same flavour as like a normal escape room. There's not often that you're stopping and doing long puzzles. They are usually two or three to a room. Maybe. I would say that real escape rooms often have to lean on that a bit more because they just can't make things physically authentic or as physically out there as we can with That's true. We do have a bit more uh, leeway Mm. to have sharks jumping at you and things like that. What would be, I wonder what would be at the end of my plank? We'll never know because I'm not going to finish this room. (laughs) I might. Maybe I'll finish it one day and run it for someone. Maybe that'll be a fun thing to do this year. Mm. Because I'm kind of getting into it. This is kind of cool. It's fun. I'll need need your help, obviously, but, but it's quite good. Well, we'll probably leave it there. I'm not, I don't think we should take time to really flesh out an actual puzzle to this. We've sort of got what connects to what and kind of ideas of how those would connect. Um, and then you'd have to also acknowledge what you say in the descriptions of these items. Once you know the mechanic of that object that solves the puzzle, you need to write it down in a way that isn't like, you see a bed in front of you. It has... A cryptic message written on... You might actually describe the message and, you know, you need to understand what information that you give. And it can be tricky knowing how to not under or overestimate the players in this regard. It's really tricky to know Mm. what's going to work for who. Yeah, and already I've got an issue where I need a parrot to say something cryptic, but it doesn't matter how it is spelt because you can't see it written down. It's a parrot squawking at you. Mm. Unless the fact that you can't tell how something is spelled is part of the puzzle. There are so many options. Yeah, that's true. Or the fact that you have to link what the parrot is saying to an object in front of you. Maybe he's using slightly different words, like he's saying dawn instead of the picture of a sun that's on the table. And then you have to say, oh, when the parrot says dawn, he means sun. And then you press the sun and the table transforms into a cannon and the cannon fires at the wall and the wall explodes and you're freed but you can't get out because all the shrapnel from the wall exploding has angered the sharks and then and I don't know I have no idea where this went it just went to fun because the episode is done oh no not really Um, but we've only gone through day one of my planning yes so after this so let's say okay I've done this I've done connections for every item in the room I've done all the puzzles they're really good puzzles like they're mm, perfect puzzles people write in they say wow Bill what great puzzles I've done all that I need to then write up the descriptions of all of my act- objects mm-hmm. and then we there's sort of actions yeah. that have their own set of descriptions yeah so when I do these when I write them out I have an introduction just telling you about the scenario how you got there what your goals are I have a game master's explanation of how all the puzzles connect to each other at the end and the two big things are I have a list of observable items which are just the straight up descriptions of what you see when you look closely at something sure and then the actions which are both correct and incorrect things about what 
you can do. So with you these supply objects. incorrect actions as well. If sometimes. I believe that it's important or obvious, something people will do immediately. Yeah, I noticed in my earlier rooms, I'll need to add a few more of those because I didn't, and it's really bothering me now because I'm so used to anticipating what people are going to do and putting that in my notes now, and it's really helpful. Yeah, wonderful. I'm sure it's helpful for all the people who are running them themselves. Exactly. It's yeah, I feel like it would be. They have they don't have to come up with an answer on the spot. They've yeah. got one written down. That's good. So once I've done that, the actions are usually easier to write than the observable items section because for the most part, you know what actions need to be taken since you've done all of your puzzle links and things. Like you know what parts of the table need to be pressed on in order to release your shackle. Yes, of course. So you can write, cool, table, pressing the sun symbol, the star symbol, and the skull symbol simultaneously with your feet. Yes, of course. And that'll that's what solves it. Yeah. But then you might have... And then you can write what happens once you've done that. And going through those actions is a bit easier. And then after that, you can go to just the observable items list and write the description as you need with not too little detail, not too much detail. Hopefully you get the balance right mm. there. So that's usually the last thing like, I do. For example, you would probably want to have a description of the symbols of the table rather than just saying there are symbols mm. because part of the puzzle will be to associate abstract words with the things but on the table. Mm. But if the parrot was shouting, Dawn, Dawn, and you didn't ever check that the symbols included a sun, you'd have to balance that. Mm. Or if there aren't many, maybe that's too obvious. So and Even then, it can just be a matter of flow. Because if I said to you, you, you were playing the room and you said that you want to look at the table, and I said, cool, it's a cheap wooden table and there are symbols carved into it. Yes, that doesn't quite What would work. you do next? I'd say, what are the symbols? Exactly, and it doesn't feel necessary. You know they're going to say, what are the symbols? Mm. And then there's ways of, like, changing the emphasis. So if it's... So for this, I'd feel like you'd want something where they would have to go, wait a minute, I, I think I heard something about this before. So you might say, with symbols all over it, suns, stars, skulls, pictures of coins, pictures of islands, blah, 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 implies there's a bunch of symbols. Mm. Where if you say... There are, there are seven symbols on it, a star, a sun, and then they yeah. make a list immediately. They know this is a puzzle. So the different ways of describing it Absolutely. will get a different reaction from the player. And sometimes you can write them down one way, but as you're game mastering it, you realise it may not be the best thing for your players. Maybe mm. you underestimate them a bit and they don't need yes. as much detail. And, and the, there's a really lovely moment. like The difference between going, I have a list of puzzle things, oh, that parrot is saying things that relate, is good, but I think the moment of so wait, oh wait, 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 there was a there was a sun on the table, right? There was a sun on the table, right? And then you all run back and you get the description, you know. Yeah. That is a fun moment that you can plan for mm. in your descriptions and the way you describe them. Yeah, and it can. I think what I've done a few times is I've made my notes a little bit more specific than they need to be, but then while playing, I've just omitted a sentence that I think would be over-explaining. And if they're struggling, I can add it later. Mm. And I wonder how much people... Because you do that... I know you do that a little bit. You sort of change your descriptions based on how people are playing. Mm. So people at home who play our games, I don't know how much they do that. I wonder if they if they do, if they... Yeah, that's why I would find it so much harder to game master something that's not my own mm. because I wouldn't you don't know, know what how liberties much freedom you can to take. do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard. Well, I hope they do. I hope they, they yeah. have a bit of fun with that. All right, so that's pretty much how a room is made. Is there anything else you want to add? Some final touches that you would make, or is that pretty much... The biggest thing afterwards would be search for plot holes. Make sure you haven't had any objects that people can overlook. Yes, or or solutions or, where they don't need the previous step. Exactly. you got to make sure everything was necessary. It's really tricky. Yeah. Oh, well, lovely. That's really cool. I've got this. I'll post, I'll link the, a photo of this to the episode so you can see my, my silly picture of a pirate ship. Um... And as we said at the start of the episode, if you listen to this and you think you want to have a go yourself, I would be super excited. I'm sure you would too, Danny. I'd be super excited to see what you come up with if Absolutely. you come up with a room. Even if you just get a page of notes as Billy's done here. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. And if you're ever interested, we can try and... If someone has a room, we can play it on the show if that's what you would like to do, which could be really fun. Or maybe if you're very, very confident in your radio persona, you could come on and run it for us. Mm. Um, I'd be really excited. If you do have them, send it to us on... I mean, you can tweet it at us or you can email us, which is in the link of the show. It's escapethispod at gmail.com. Send it to us. Tweet it at us if you want other people to see it as well. Put it on the Facebook page. That'd be really cool. I was so excited when Dave from the end of episode 15 came to us and said, hey, I've got this... Yeah, game that was to a, run. That was a big moment. It was, was a really cool. exciting thing, and it worked out, I think, really well. It was really nice. He wrote a it very fresh well. one, as opposed to my yes. aging, stale ideas. Yeah. So yeah, look, if anyone does, I'd be super excited to see it, even if it's just a a little draft like I've got. It'd be really fun. Um, and if you have a full room, that'd be awesome. I would love to play it. Mm. So with that, uh, we can finish off the episode. We should be. We'll be back with start of season two. At the start of February, we've got rooms already. We'll yeah, get some recordings done. Yeah, I can, I can done. give a slight preview. Yeah, that's that's a good point. What's a slight preview for the for the entire season? The entire season is a series of interconnected rooms with an overarching story for each. Ooh. Like, with all of them together. I like it. Love. It's it. a bit ambitious, but I think it's gonna work. You made it through the bad times, you made it through the good, you always knew you could.